Hey everyone, this is Caleb, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to spend a few minutes today here with me on the Learner's Corner podcast. We are continuing as I look back through 2021 and share some of the things that I've learned throughout this entire year, some of the best things that I've learned from as well. And any ideas or resources that you hear from in this episode, I would encourage you to go check out the show notes to continue to learn from those things as well. I would love for you, if you have ideas of topics or guests that you would love us to talk with in 2022, please reach out to me, learnerscornerpodcast at gmail.com. Or if there's anything that you're just super excited about that you're learning about, I would love to hear from you as well. There's two core ideas, two core beliefs that drive a lot of what we do here in the podcast. The first one is this, is that we want to create a safe place to have difficult conversations. And the second thing is this, is that we believe that we can learn from anyone and from everyone and from anything and from everything, regardless of whether or not we agree with them on everything. And so, as I mentioned today, we're looking back on 2021 and all the things that I've learned from. So let's continue that now. So one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot in 2021 is is just how to think better. And this isn't necessarily something that uh, I initially set out to. It's more like I uh, I read a lot of books, and this is just kind of a theme that stood out. That oh yeah, this this was kind of kind of a thing that I had been learning about, and really it is you know, the result of reading three different books, and I'm going to get into uh, some of them and some of my takeaways here, you know, for 2021. Um, But the first one is uh, the book Think Again by Adam Grant. And the subtitle of it is The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know. And then after that, I read the book The Coddling of the American Mind by Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt. And the subtitle of that is how good intentions and bad ideas are setting up a generation for failure. And then finally, the book that I read was Live No Lies, Recognize and Resist the Three Enemies that Sabotage Your Peace. And so after after kind of, you know, going through all of those books and and I think realizing for me, and this is this is kind of like a big um statement, I guess, is that we're often told what to think, but we're very rarely told how to think. And usually, and we're not really told how to think for ourselves. And we're not really um, taught or educated, you know, especially through um, through the school system about how to think for ourselves. And yes, I'm sure there are exceptions and stuff, uh, but a lot of it is learning about facts and and I'm not saying that there isn't a place to learn that stuff. However, I will say this, that uh, a very critical skill that I believe for any person learning to, um, just as just as they not only become an adult, but as they become uh, someone who has uh, leadership, and that's whether that's part of your family or part of your work or part of um, your church or nonprofit or, or wherever that 
that is, I think one of the skills that is overlooked in that is um, the ability to critically think, the ability to think for ourselves. And so I want to talk about a couple of things that I've learned in regard to that in 2021. Okay, so I want to start out by talking about some of the content that I found or that I learned from uh, Adam Grant in his book, Think Again. Now, one of the first things that has stuck with me and and is uh, something that I uh, think back on is he talks about these these three different mindsets that can often get in the way that present or that prevent us from thinking again. The first one that he talks about is the preacher, and he kind of uh, you know describes this as you know you have a set of uh, sacred beliefs, and your job is to share those beliefs. And you know, obviously, with um, with being labeled uh, a preacher, you know that can kind of feel or seem like a uh, a religious thing i i don't think it is i think it's more that they are they are sacred beliefs to you and that you feel like your job is to share those beliefs and you know we can see um i mean i feel like we see that in in the political world uh with <laughs> yeah we see that in in the political world a lot for people holding their their political beliefs uh so um so uh, so tightly that they try to convince other people of it. And I'm, and I'm not talking about politicians. We're going to get into that. I mean, just a second. In fact, he has uh, a type labeled the, um, uh, labeled, uh, the politician as well. And what he refers to those is the people who are trying to get approval of a certain audience, you know, they'll, they'll bend or they'll cater their message to the audience, uh, just to get their approval, to get their support. And the last one is this, the prosecutor. And this is where you're you're trying to win an argument by proving that the other person is is wrong. And, you know, I think for um for this one, you know, sometimes it's the the intensity of the person that they use to um that they use to uh discourage you or to um if they if they think that they're they're louder, that they're more right, even though that isn't always the case. And so the alternative approach that he suggests is thinking like a scientist. And he describes um, it this way is that, you know, they have to know what they don't know and they doubt their convictions and that they, they need to treat their doubts and their convictions and their beliefs as hypotheses and, and they're open to be testing. And I think that is the key uh, to thinking like a scientist is that they are open to being wrong, that they, they, hold everything uh very very loosely very very open handedly as well and that's you know part of the approach that we try to take here on the learners corner as well through you know through literally learning from anyone and from everyone and from everything and from everything and you know i think um another idea and i'm going to link to this uh episode in in the show notes as well is Adam did an incredible interview with Carrie Newhoft where they, they dive into this stuff a lot um, easier, but he talks about these things to where, you know, there's, there's a difference between beliefs and values. And he says, you know, we should be quicker to uh, evaluate or quicker to change our beliefs and quicker to rethink our beliefs than our values. And so for instance, he gives uh, this example and says for himself that a couple of his uh, values are, generosity and excellence and integrity and, uh, and freedom. And so he says, you know, I might find out 
that the way I was pursuing excellence actually is not a very generous, generous way of treating people. And he says, you know, if I am, uh, if I am constantly late for meetings in pursuit of, you know, getting the most amount done, that's not a very generous way to treat people. And we can often find out that the way that we think that we are living out these values um, may not actually be the the value. Or as as he was giving uh, an example in that as well, is that sometimes living out one value can be contradictory to another thing as well. And so, and this and this is something that I've uh, been trying to do. Um, in my in my own life is getting clear on my values and how am I expressing those? Like how is that turning um, into into my actions as well? And am I am I truly living living out these values? And for what I say that I value, are they translating into my beliefs? And I'm going to get into that um, in a different episode. Whenever I talk about uh, building building a meaningful life and what I've learned about that this year. And I think the, another thing that he mentions and and again, in, in the podcast episode, they, they do such a good job of teasing this out. But one of the things that he asks Carrie and, uh, Newhoff and Carrie is, you know, uh, a follower of Jesus. And he says, you know, what if you found out that everything with Christianity was a hoax and that it wasn't real? Would that stop you from loving people? And, you know, Carrie responds and he says, no, because I hold the value of love so deeply. And I think it's just, just an interesting thing that we can have these beliefs, um, that beliefs and values are very different from each other and that they don't necessarily correlate to the same thing. And that's something that I'm, I'm still thinking through and still processing and trying to figure out on my own, but it's something that, that very much intrigued me. And I think one other thing that I want to talk about from this book that was uh, very, very intriguing to me is he talks about uh, forecasters in there who are constantly having to make uh, predictions and and get them right as well. And he said, you know, the single most important driver of a forecaster's success was how often they updated their beliefs, that they were constantly, you know, they may have gotten it wrong, but they used their incorrect information to make a new prediction. And instead of sticking to what their original prediction was, they took in the new information, they reevaluated, they re-updated, and then they gave a new prediction. And they had the confident humility to doubt their judgments and the curiosity to discover new information that led them to revise their predictions. He later says in this quote, I've noticed a paradox in great scientists and super forecasters. The reason they're so comfortable being wrong is that they're terrified of being wrong. What sets them apart is the time horizon. They're determined to reach the correct answer in the long run, and they know that means they have to be open to stumbling, backtracking, and rerouting in the short run. And this is something that, uh, I mean, really, this whole book, I, I remember reading it and, you know, finding out about it. I'm like, man, this is just perfectly made for the Learner's Corner podcast. Um, and so, Adam, if you're listening, would love to have you on the podcast. Uh, but this is this is very much uh this is very much what I believe to be true as well is that we shouldn't be concerned about getting uh things necessarily right in the short run or getting thing whether we get things right or wrong in the in the short run, because honestly we're going to get things wrong a lot, but we should be 
constantly thinking about the long-term view of things. And there's this one other quote that I want to read uh, really quickly from Jeff Bezos. And he says, you know, people who are right a lot, listen a lot, and they change their mind a lot. If you don't change your mind frequently, you're going to be wrong a lot. And so the question just that I'm asking is, you know, what if you changed your mind about recently? And I think I've changed my mind about a lot. And that, and if you're asking, well, what? Oh, well, it's covered a lot here in, uh, in these end of the year pods that I'm talking about. But I think the big idea that I've learned is that critical thinking sometimes leads to changing your mind. Now, the second thing or the second book that I want to talk about is um, Live No Lies by John Mark Comer. And he he basically talks about how there's these uh, these ideas that we internalize, um, you know, personally on on an individual level, and then there's these lies that you know get filtered out into society as well, and they become things that drive um, what he would call uh, the world and become the the overarching truths and opinions uh, that are formed throughout culture. As well, and just becomes it becomes the norm. This is the normal thing that people believe, and that that process in of in and of itself, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. the The thing that where it becomes dangerous is whenever there are dangerous ideas that are put into, it. and I'm going to get into that um, in a little bit. But for me, I did want to share uh, one one thing individually, one lie that I realized. Um, about myself uh, this year. And it's the lie that strangers' opinions really matter. Now, that may uh, sound ridiculous, but this is something that I realized was driving uh, some of my behavior. And, you know, for me, I am an Enneagram type three, which uh, which we love affirmation. We love uh, people liking us. And, you know, it bothers us whenever people um, don't like us. That That is very... Uh, that is very much a thing that I that I deal with, and one of whenever I I discovered this uh, lie, I was I was out for a run, and um, I was doing uh, sprints in this nearby park, and I had taken uh, a little bit of a break, and I had uh, started walking, uh, you know, walking away from the field in which I was doing sprints just to uh, cool down a little bit, and then I was going to start doing sprints again. And as I was making my way back to the field of which I was doing sprints, I saw these uh, these middle school and uh, maybe high school kids who were riding their bikes on this bike path, which was right beside it. And uh, I was getting closer and closer, and they were just hanging out right by the field. And I thought, shoot, like I don't want to be like the weird guy who just starts randomly sprinting in this field right beside them. And I, I started, you know, I started going down in my mind of like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll walk past them and I'll come back later or basically doing everything that I can to avoid them thinking that I'm, that I'm weird, that I'm trying to show off anything like that. And then I just had this thought, Caleb, you're never going to see these kids again. Does it really matter what they think? And I thought, no, it doesn't. And so I got to the, to the field and I started doing sprints. And I started exercising again. And that's really the instance that made me realize, wow, I really care about what strangers think. And the thing is, is that we all have 
ideas, we all have behaviors, or we all have ideas or beliefs that are forming and driving those behaviors in our lives. And that's something that, and the thing is, is that it's it's not that it necessarily, you know, makes it all go away, but our awareness of those ideas, of those beliefs that are driving us does make it easier to re- resist because it becomes, oh, I see what's happening. I'm caring just a little bit too much about what a stranger thinks. And so my question is to you is, what's that idea for you? What's that belief for you? Now, I do want to talk about one idea that is, um, that I would say it's, it's a societal idea. And, um, the, the thing that I'm, that I'm still working through and trying to clarify is that yes, it is, it is a societal idea. It is typically what is, uh, found as, um, as popular or the thing that happens most. And I think another thing that I want to mention is that these ideas that are driving us aren't necessarily spelled out to us. They aren't necessarily like specific, like no one's going to say, you know what I really am struggling with that I really care about what strangers' opinions think. No, they're they're often hidden under under um, under our behaviors in that. And so um, that's that's one thing that I want to say regarding the societal thing. I think the other thing is um, just because it's societal, it is also an individual thing as well um, of realizing that. Um, Societal beliefs can inform our individual beliefs and impact our individual behaviors as well. And so the societal one that I want to talk about is that there's this uh, there's this belief, and it's not really talked about uh, too much explicitly, um, though we could see it apparent all throughout um, our society. And it's this belief, and I got this from uh, the coddling of the American mind, and it's that there are only good and bad people in the world. That everything is binary, that it's either, you know, the people on the left are right and the people on the right are wrong or the people on the right are right and the people on the left are wrong. And if you don't fall into, you know, the left or the right, or if you're a libertarian, if you're not a libertarian, and it's, and it's easy to talk about the, the political examples, um, in this, but this is, this is also, this is also very true in the church as well. If you don't believe exactly like me, then you're a bad person as well in the in it's really built around the idea of uh tribalism as well that if you aren't part of my tribe if you don't believe exactly how i believe if you don't if you don't agree with me 100% then you are wrong and and this is the other thing that that it can turn to is that not only are you wrong but you are evil and you are dangerous as well and the reality of it is, is that people are so much more complicated than that. People are so much more complex. And we, and we can't paint people with a broad brush. And honestly, and the, the quote that I think about all the time as it pertains to this, this is a quote from Brene Brown. It's this, is that people are hard to hate up close. Because people, they're, we're easy to generalize when we're far away. It's easy to judge when we're far away and we don't know other people's stories. We don't know their complexities or the thing that makes them who they are. But when we get to know the person, when we get to see the complexities in them, they're hard to hate. And the thing that, uh, honestly, it makes me, it makes me so angry 
it makes me so angry whenever I, I think about this, is just how true this idea of there are good or bad people are so present. It's so present in the church. And that we fall victim to this as well. And it's especially maddening whenever literally one of the last things that Jesus prayed for us and he utter any and he underlined and bolded and highlighted the importance of is the unity that the church needs to have. Now, all of those books and podcasts and stuff that I referenced, they're going to be in the show notes, but I do have a couple of more thoughts that I want to give around this. The first is this, is that we tr- I truly believe that we need to take time to think about what we're thinking and what people are telling us. And because too often, I think it's very easy for us to accept it as true, to accept you know the things that we were told growing up as um as truth and in and in some cases they might be and in some cases they might not be i think it's just important for us to examine what we've been told what are the things that feel like non-negotiables in our life the beliefs what are what are the beliefs that we are scared about if we were to find out that they weren't true and the thing that makes it challenging is that this takes time and we live in a very fast-paced world And they can be emotional because what if you discover that something that your parents told you that you very much held dear isn't true? That can be scary, especially if you're afraid that the relationship might be at stake if you think that that thing is true. And again, some of you have probably experienced that as well to where you've you've changed your beliefs and you found out that, oh, I can't talk with this thing about this person anymore. I can't bring up this subject. And honestly, what we're trying to do here on the podcast is create more room for those types of conversations to where we don't have to, we don't have to, you know, agree with everybody to have a productive conversation, to have a civil conversation as well. And here's why this matters. This idea of taking time to think and to learning to think for ourselves. Because there are dangerous ideas out there. Like there are dangerous ideas that can be harmful to us if we don't take the time to think about them and reevaluate. Because, and this is this is a silly example, but if I allow the idea that uh, strangers' opinions matter to me, that can get in the way of me actually loving the people who matter most to me because I prioritize strangers and what they think over what the people who I care about most think about. And that's just one. The other one is, you know, just as we were saying with good and get and bad people that this can lead us to writing off people who could become friends of ours and for followers of Jesus when there's good and bad people, it allows us to write off the very people that Jesus has commanded us to love as well. And so that's why it's important for us to talk about this and not only to talk about it, but to think it through for ourselves, which you should be doing even to every single episode of the Learner's Corner podcast as well. Just putting that out there. And the... There's two other things that I want to talk about. The first one is this, and it's a quote uh, from my friend Todd Hicksonbaugh, who uh, was just recently on 
um, the Learner's Corner podcast, and he has this this great quote, and it's called "The best way to beat bad ideas is by better ideas." And it's, you know, I think often we are tempted to censor uh, ideas instead of allowing ideas to be discussed. And the thing is, when we don't talk about these ideas, it allows like the ideas that aren't talked about gain power from them not being talked about and nothing should be off the table. Nothing should not be allowed to be discussed. And that's the great thing about freedom of speech is that we should not be afraid of other people's ideas, especially if we are truly on the quest for truth. And this is kind of the last thing is that we should not be afraid of the truth. If we are truly on a truth quest, because if we believe that we have the truth, then ultimately we should believe that we are correct, that we are, that we're right. And if we aren't, and if we're truly on a truth quest, when we discover that we aren't, we will adjust our opinions to the truth. We won't adjust the truth to our opinions. And the ultimate thing is about this, and I absolutely love this idea, and I feel like I'm learning more and more about it, especially this year, is that Jesus wants us to experience the truth. And as a follower of Jesus, I believe that he is the truth. And as he said, it's when we discover the truth that we become free, that the truth is what sets us free. Whatever resources or uh, ideas that you heard from this episode today, I would encourage you to check out the show notes to continue to learn more about those things. Also, if you have an idea or someone that you would love for us to talk to in 2022, please reach out to me at learnerscornerpodcast at gmail.com. And I do want to say thank you to Garrett Oler for doing the editing on this podcast. And thank you to Sam Massey for providing the music for this podcast as well. Thank you for listening to this episode. That's all that I have for you today. My name is Caleb Mason. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing.